0: With the release of the base station 2.0s that had a maximum range of 10 by 10 meters, I started to say, let's try some concepts that work with such a big area. So we run a very old warehouse. It was super filthy, and we had to run around in dust. And we got the first prototypes there. We made like one level and just a simple laser tag thing. And that's like
1: three years ago. I had been one of the biggest fanboys of ARENA. I got to play it in 2018 when he brought the first good prototype to Oculus Connect. We had just kept in touch about it. And there was this point where he said, okay, I think this thing's for real. Do you want to help on it? And that's it. That's the easiest question <laughs> to ask me. It was an easy decision for me to jump from Google and help ship this thing. That was... A
0: bit underwhelmed by laser tech. I like doing it, but this will get better the bigger the area can be. But if you actually see the lasers flying around you, it can actually dodge them. It makes so much more sense. It, you really feel that you're in there. Uh, with laser tech, you feel that
1: you're playing a role-playing game. Like You have to have a lot of imagination to make it really work. One of the things that I really like about the ilusions team and that I share from a developer standpoint is this effort to let's find the things that people haven't done and then let's make games in that space. And this is exactly that. Some smaller developers have made some titles that use bigger space. And there's been the Dead and Buried at uh, Oculus Connect. Some people have done these things, but this is a largely unexplored space. And so pushing in this direction, I think, is super healthy and exciting. This could be the greatest thing ever, or it could just be like a really niche title that some folks can find the time for and and other people will never get a chance to play it. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure. At that,
0: that buried demo, that's when we had quests in our backpack, and we actually already had arena in there. <laughs> this setup was specifically made for LBS, in my opinion. Also, made all those walls walls physically, so they didn't have the thing about how are we handling virtual walls and getting people back to the real area. And also, people were never close to each other, so they didn't have to care about the danger of colliding against each other. So it was more shoot at each other at a distance kind of game. And we wanted to bring hide-and-seek meets tech games. We took a a break early last year because, first of all, we we knew this was going to be a hard sell. If a company like Facebook wasn't supporting us for something like this, it would have been super hard to make this work. And also then the whole COVID thing happened, so it was a bit weird to get people together in spaces. Then, yeah,
1: Facebook started supporting us and believing in us, and that's when the whole thing started rolling again. The motivation to do this isn't because we believe that everyone will just go buy a house with a 33 by 33 (laughs) living room or whatever. It's more that Dirk and the illusions team did a bunch of experiments and they found something that was so unbelievably fun that you can't not make it. At that point, I was lucky enough that they showed it to me. And then later they asked me if I wanted to work on it. It's one of those things of like, I can't not. Like this thing is so fun. It is so fun. And I'm sorry to all those people who it's going to take a long time for them to find the right spot or get a basketball court or figure it out. But I promise you, it's so fun. Give me an open space without direct sunlight
0: that's a bit lit, that it's not completely dark. And you can play those games. You can play whatever you want. Every time I'm walking around now in a city, I'm, I'm thinking, where could you play Arena? I completely get all the comments, but you cannot have this experience without having this kind of size of experience. Because in the end, it's not just a shooter, it's a hide-and-seek meets tech game. And, and we need that space to make this work. And we just took the most fun elements out of all the gameplay sessions we had and just put that together. And that's what became Arena. We were running around with the headsets in our office, driving around with go karts, skating, just see what kind of tracking was working. And we ended up with 10 by 10 because we thought, okay, it fits in a volleyball court, it fits in a basketball court, it fits in a lot of sports. Whenever we first, like, smaller, like eight by eight meters, you lost two hallways already, and it felt like now it's way harder to play hide-and-seek. Uh, if you look at two or three years from now and the new headsets coming, maybe bigger spaces, even in five years, what happens if, if we have 10 or 20 people on a soccer field and we're playing a crazy battlefield together? This could happen. This technology, it, it, there's no limit to the amount of players in our tech. We limited it for fun, and we
1: uh, had a minimum limit for size to have fun. Uh, the, the soccer example is a really great one. You extrapolate out into some potential future and the headsets are lighter and they put a mobile antenna so that you don't need Wi-Fi or something like that. And they kind of sync up with landmarks. And so you can have these shared guardian spaces. And then you go play 10 on 10 on a soccer pitch. There's an argument that's like, who would ever be able to play soccer? Like well, yeah, you got to go to a soccer field. That's what it is. <laughs> and then what, as developers, we would make is we would make an alternate version of soccer that uses all the fun things that a video game can do. It's out of comfort
0: zone, and if you want to play a game that simulates emotion and a shooter and big environments, there's enough games that are doing a great job with that. We just wanted to do something completely new. And the thing is, uh, yeah, you need a big space for it. That's kind of the yeah. downside. And hopefully, the thing by itself finding that space will. Will be something
1: cool that people are sharing at the lobby you can select which level you want or you can select uh, one of your custom levels and every player has three custom levels and then you jump into the level editor in one of your custom levels and you're in a 10 by 10 space that is completely blank and you have this little gadget and the gadget you can draw square walls but it allows you to block out these like block levels so it's more similar to minecraft than customizing them by putting in chairs or something like that from there if you're in a multiplayer match the other person can be in there customizing them with you so you can create your levels at the same time and then when you jump back out to the lobby you can play that level and go fight each other in the arena the custom levels are also supported in the single player mode there is a way that you can share levels but everything in arena is built around playing with your friends Right now, there's no global matchmaking. It's encouraging you to be with your friends and play Dirk came up with this system a long time ago of when you're in Arena, you're in a a large 10 by 10 space. We have virtual walls. What happens when you step in the walls? In Arena right now, you are transported out of the game world and you go to a place that we refer to as the void space. And the void space is just a black grid. It's open. and When you're in the void space, you can't shoot, you can be shot, and you need to exit out of the void space in the direction that you came in it. And we wove this into the gameplay so that when you get shot, you're transported to void space, and then you need to go find a void space exit to like reboot back into the game world. One of the really amazing things about the game is how quickly your brain switches over to I'm running through these corridors. You get the arena room and it's like, wow, this is big. Okay, I don't know. Like I'm trusting myself. I can walk around. And then someone appears over on the other side that's trying to chase you. Like <laughs> you, it doesn't matter. Like you're running <laughs> down. The, you <laughs> dive in out. 100% and you're ready for it. You switch into it. Your brain really switches into it and you you trust that those walls are there. And you don't really ever think about peeking through a wall or trying to cheat it or something like that.
0: If you're used to playing Vive with a cable and PlayStation VR, especially PlayStation VR, where you couldn't move too much, then it's really hard to get this feeling back of, "Okay, and just uh, freely run around. If you put quests on people's heads that have never done VR before and it's their first experience is Arena, they're immediately walking and running around. It's
1: crazy. I think that's one of the things that Arena does well also, is it puts you in a 10 by 10 space that has defined boundaries around the edges. And so it really only takes you like one session where you're in the space and you're walking through the corridors to get around the whole thing. And then you realize that, oh no, I just stepped in every single, you know, square foot of that arena and I didn't bump into anything. There wasn't another person. I didn't see a wall. It all was safe. And as soon as that happens, then it's like, well, I can go anywhere in here now. And so then it's just up to how fast you want to go? <laughs> in
0: my opinion, a lot of people should or will be r- renting out very open safe spaces with decent lining, and people just go in there and they'll play their own game safely.
1: I hope that yeah. it's just normal that the racquetball arena or the tennis courts are sometimes used by people wearing computer goggles.